This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Thanks for listening to the Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. This is The Vibe. Jump into the music. Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. We're back. Ashes may have started, but cricket is over for these three lads. Football is back at Oakwell. The championship starts on Saturday, and this is the first show of a brand new Reds report with, of course, fellow presenters Chris Ridgard, Cal Walker. Afternoon, lads. Afternoon, you alright? You can talk now. Good afternoon, Carl. <laughs> We've been quiet for seven weeks, but we're back. Yeah, I've been right quiet, me. Incredible, <laughs> isn't it? We literally, we've just been saying, haven't we? It's it's supposed to be the most enjoyable period of the year. It's murder, isn't it? When there's no football, yeah, no major wait, tournament. Just waiting for it to come back, aren't you? I mean, there's cricket if you're into it. I mean, I watched a bit of World Cup. I did. I still don't get the game, I but I watched some. Yeah, that's it. I, I can't <laughs> say that because I would watch my daughter in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have we been up to, Chris? What have we been doing over these past seven weeks? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. Oh, it's so good to be back. I'm very happy to be here. That's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah. Kyle, award winner. 
Yeah. So, college starts when? Four or five weeks? Yeah, September time. And this is, is that your last year then? Or? Last year and then off to uni. First full season, where is this year, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Well, last season, if he goes to uni. <laughs> Can't do this to us. <laughs> we just found somebody that fits in and now he's going. Um, so, right, coming up on the show. Um, I think it's only fair that we recoup over the summer period and the signings that we've uh, that we've made. And um, there's a small matter of 15 minutes of fame for us on Saturday, live in the fan zone on stage at half past one. Talk about that. Are we singing? Are we singing? No, I've got a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, obviously, we have to preview Fulham. And I think it's only fair to look at the season ahead in, in, in general. Let's look at what are the teams that we should be sort of catching up with, the teams that we should be beating, and who do we tip for the top. So, plenty to talk about in uh, in this. The first new Reds report of the season, live at five on The Vibe. by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Yeah, we're back Thursday afternoon. Uh, interesting conversation just then when the mics were off. <laughs> Carl saying, I watched a bit of cricket, but I still don't get it when it's just 200 dash divided by whatever. I don't. But I just clap when the rest does. Yeah, I'm going to watch will. Yorkshire in the T20 tomorrow. I don't even know what I that am. means. I am. I'm going. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, going. Yeah, there's a surprise. My, my daughter is flag waving, apparently. Right. And what are you doing? Taking her and I'll be waving clapping. Carlin down my neck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up. So, lads, welcome back. Rest report on a Thursday. One of the reasons for that is we can now talk about the press conference. So, Chris, you yeah. went this morning. You might as well start off. Yeah, what, it, what is the big news from the press conference this oh morning? Oh, my goodness. Wait, I think it's more that what wasn't said. Uh, obviously, the new captain has not been announced as of yet. All right. But if you want to draw conclusions for who captain against Sheffield United and who attended the presence conference this morning as the player, he could probably have a good guess it possibly might be Cameron McGeehan, but yeah. it's, not, it's not known yet. What's your thoughts, Cam McGeehan as, uh, as captain? Would he, would he have been your first choice? Because it's hard, isn't it? Because both captain and vice-captain, obviously, um, sort of went with, with Pinnock, Lindsay uh, and Davies leaving as well. And then so many new players coming in. We've got some players who would stay, but they're quite young. Um, would you have thought maybe Mowat, maybe a key for more? Is key for more not getting maybe the captaincy assigned that he might be leaving? Oh, so much to talk about, yeah. Kyle. Come I th- on. I think I wouldn't mind having McGeehan as it. I think he's that strong presence in midfield with Mowat. Either one of them taking it on is going to. I think they're going to take that role and make it theirs. So if it were McGeehan, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed. Um, captaincy is a, a big job, as we saw last season with Davis leading from the back, from example. So. I wouldn't be disappointed. Um, would there be better choices? I suppose it's up to Daniel on what he sees in training. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the thing is with Cameron McGeehan, you've got a player that absolutely encapsulates what Barnsley are as a, as a team, the, the pressing game, the energy, the work ethic. And, it, and he's young, Cameron McGeehan, but he's experienced. He's played a lot of games. He has, yeah. And is it, I mean, we had this discussion last year. Um, is it better to have a captain actually in the outfield playing in, in centre of the field, being, influ- being able to influence the game better rather than a keeper that 
you know, sort of often, as Barnsley were going with the clean sheets, were often at the other side of the pitch, so couldn't really be verbal or give out instructions. Could I'm, you, so? I'm a strong, I'm a strong believer of that I'd rather have an outfield player who's captain rather than uh, obviously it must not have worked bad last season, but um, yeah, I'd prefer it to be an outfield player. I think they can get more, you know, more stuff around pitch to players that maybe couldn't get it from back. So Keith Moore's up front, Davis obviously can't get all the way down there, so. Um, yeah, I prefer an outfield player to have it. But I think sometimes too much is made at captaincy itself. It is, yeah. You know, Kyle, you, you yourself watch a lot of football, you know that a lot of leaders on the pitch is massive. You can't mm-hmm. just have one, what, just because you're wearing that armband, don't make you the only leader no. on that no. pitch. Um, before we go and, and look at, well, not goals, we'll sit here. Uh, before we talk about the signings, um, a quick mention that the squad numbers came out today. Yes. Um, I suppose the only surprise probably is the kickball surprise. I think the only thing that had to be decided who was going to be number one on his on his back maybe mm. not number one in goal uh, which went to Radlinger and I suppose Kyle with the pre-season friendlies he's played majority of them hasn't he so is that a sign that you think that in, in the future um, you know that, that the, goal, the goalkeeper role might go to somebody else but this is just down to a bit of experience in goal in the Nets for the start of the season yeah I think so and I think uh, if I'm right in saying he came from were it Hanover uh, yeah, Where yeah. Dan- Radlinger came from Hanover 96. Yeah, and obviously Daniel Willis will have worked with him as well. So I think we've seen it with Barrow when he came and he's got that connection with Daniel. So, you know, maybe it's personal preference for him and he's got a lot of experience, but looks in it. So hmm. A few of the other numbers stand out. I mean, Jordan Williams is number two. Yeah. I think that's quite a big one. And Jacob Brown being number seven. That's uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to know if Bambo's number five. He is. Honest. Is it? He is. Yeah. That's good. Have I, you got I, it? I had, the song, <laughs> I had the song ready, but I find somebody remember his stick. Got some different Somebody tweeted a nice one about a real rattling of love, which I thought Yeah, was that's brilliant. my mate Steve. Obviously not busy at work, but <laughs> I... No. The clever well done, sector, Steve, I, like, <laughs> I laughed a lot at that one. There's quite a few. Um, so we asked for next week. What we want to try and do is, is play some sort of themed music. So I asked any, obviously, Mambo number five for Bambo Diaby. What else have you got? And Steve must have been in an empty office on the toilet <laughs> or outside getting some fresh air <laughs> because in 15 minutes he went through the squat. I got a sweet harm Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Sweet harm Alabama. Um, there were some other ones I, I, had one Kyle, one. I don't think you were around then Carl will probably have seen him online <laughs> Oh, I would have loved that <laughs> um, Right, let's um, let's quickly go through the signings I know we did this a few weeks ago, Chris um, But I think it's only fair Now we've seen some of them play as well That we start So, I think it's only fair That I hand over to Chris And give you know your reaction to the fact That Mike Steven Bader Has signed for the club On a permanent basis Absolutely Ecstatic by that news! What a great sign! An absolute steal as well. I think number number ten as well, isn't he? Is he actually? I think, I think I he's got number so. ten shirt. One hundred twenty-five k is the rumored uh, fee. Obviously, we agreed that before he's, he played. Would have been that. a lot less before this Brexit vote, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it probably would have been a lot more <laughs> if they'd seen him play for us a few times as well. So now I'm really pleased with that, and so should every other Barnsley fan. He's a massive step in the right direction. Definitely. Next on the list, I'll just go in, in turn, so you might be lucky. You. Uh, the next one that came in was Luke Thomas, a winger from Derby on a four-year contract, only 20 years old, played on loan at Coventry last season, where he made 44 appearances. And this is, I think, the thing again, isn't it, uh, Kyle, that he is young, but he's got experience because he's already got few games under his belt, hasn't he? Um, you went on, on Saturday, we saw a bit of Luke Thomas, what did you, what did you make of him? Yeah, he looks, he looks exciting, he looks like he's obviously going to grow into a, a good little player, he's still got time on his side, as you said, he's only 20, and he played all but two games last season for Coventry, he scored at Oakwell, and he, he did it, he, he, he ran the show for Coventry last season, and be interesting to see how he, he gets on in Championship, because he never got his chance at Derby, and what you see with Barnsley is 
Barnsley giving players a chance and them then develop, developing into something really exciting. So it's, it's exciting to see what he can bring this season. I think he's got that sort of attacking flair that he brings and he can whip across into the box. Yeah. And obviously if Kiefer and Carly are in there. So. And, and I think with some of the other players we're going to talk about and the ones we had... Proper wingers now, haven't we? You know, proper mm, bombing proper up and down. Wingers. Is he a, is he a left winger, all right? I mean, because I, I got an impression that he played on right for Coventry. But I know he's just starting on left for Sheffield United. Yeah. I, I mean, he's pressing, Hell, yeah. he's pressing game suits, but that could be injury. You know, with working around with what we've got, I guess at the minute. I never noticed that, but because it was the first time in the commentary, I kept having to go, "Is that the left hand side or the right hand <laughs> side?" But you have to forgive me; I will get better at that. Um, <laughs> we'll Chris, label them for you, <laughs> Chris. Brad Collins, 22 years old, goalkeeper from Chelsea, was loaned out to Forest Green and Burton last year. Six foot four, uh, six sorry, six foot on a four-year contract with the option of a further one. Decent signing, that isn't it? A, a goalkeeper, 22 with that many games under his belt, and we've seen him when he played for Burton. That's a decent prospect, isn't it? Yeah, very decent prospect. That age, he's got a chance to grow, and he may grow into the number one at some point if Randlinger. Yeah, I think he got uh, number 40. I think. Yeah, yeah, but, but he um, he captain in second half against Staley Bridge. Uh, so there's obviously a bit of trust in there, and another one that's played how many games for Burton last season? 40 plus games, I would argue. Yeah, so. quite a few. Yeah, it will be quite a few. Um, next, then uh, the first, I suppose you can say, foreign import, uh, Mats Anderson, twenty-one years old, six foot five, uh, originally from Brumby, went to Horsens and then signed. He's a centre-back signed on a four-year contract with the option of a further one. Um, my quick personal opinion, I think he's going to be one of those fans' favourites. He's to yeah. me, he's almost like I dare not say the name in comparison. But he's almost a bit like Ariane Zeal, that tall, commanding. Um, didn't do much wrong, did he? Saturday? No, no. He, he does look like he's um, obviously you've got Bamboo on that side. He's a big unit, and Mads is not small. Um, I do like his enthusiasm. When I watched his interview, I, I, I instantly, <laughs> I instantly liked him. He had that enthusiasm, passion already, and he'd not even put shirt on. Uh, I think again, it's going to be a developing game for us. We can develop him into a better player than what he already perhaps is. And uh, it looks like he's got a wicked strike on him from what I watched on his showcase. Yeah, six so. or five prime Danish beef pork. You know, just the, uh, he played on left the two centre halves. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you think he'll have to adapt to Kyle? So it's like even Pinnock played on, on the right the yeah. two centre halves being a left footer now we've got two right right footers at centre half. I think it'll be something that we'll need to work on and I think it's something that we've showed we can work on and, and it's, there's no better club to work on it here because we are good for doing that we're good at developing players and unfortunately you know selling them on but yeah well you know we, we make use of that as well when they then come <laughs> to us don't they uh, the next one then the next signing through the door was described by his club when he signed for them as uh, a defender so comfortable on the ball in defence or going forward signed on a four year deal with the option of an, another year 20 years old 6 foot from AFC Wimbledon Toby Sibic. Chris? Yeah, it looks like a bit of a utility player. I think some pre-season friendlies I've seen him play at left-back and I've seen him play at right-back. Could probably argue he could probably play a centre-half. Yeah. I know he scored winning goal against West Ham last season at League Cup, cool. so he can score as well. So, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a good acquisition for us. Again, right age, chance to grow in, in, in a Barnsley team that has shown that we can grow players and, and develop them to a, to a certain standard. Um, I think I'll get a few games this season due to the fact he can utilise them. Anyway. Obviously, we're in two cup competitions as well, so... You know, it might yeah. be a bit like Jacob Brown last season when he played different areas and then when he found his spot. 
and he made it his, didn't he? So it could be a bit like that. Yeah. Uh, next, the first of two players that we signed from our new feeder club, Leeds, um, on a three-year contract with the option of a further one. <laughs> um, six foot five, Finnish international from the under-16s all the way through to the under-21s. Apo Halme, or however you pronounce it. Go on, Kyle. Uh, to be honest, I've not, I don't know much about him. I've not no. heard much about him. Either. I only know what I've just read to you. <laughs> then I can hand over. I think he came on as a substitute against Sheffield United. Did. Or did he start? No, he came on against uh, he substitute. Came on. He played, he played defensive played in, midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. he played him in front of the back four. Didn't <laughs> he, he? Start, he started away at Staley Bridge with uh, Matt Anderson. They mm-hmm. both signed that day or day before. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, their partnership looked fine. It looked settled to me. He's a bit of a more of all player than he's got a good nice, you know, a good range of passing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he knows his best centre half pair. You know, obviously with Sheffield United he went with with, with Diaby yeah, and um, Mads. and Mads. Yeah. Whether Alme can break into that, who knows? But it's good to have that competition for yeah. places. We often said last year that nothing wrong with uh, Adam Jackson. Uh, but he didn't get a chance because the centre defence pairing did so well. That then also means that they were never really pushed, were they? So they were always playing, and I think that's what we've got now. So the next one then for you, Chris. Um, six foot two, a centre back from Senegal, uh, signed on for four years with again an option of the club to sign on for another year. Came from KSC Lokeren, that's in Belgium. Uh, Bambo Diaby, well, yeah, he looks he looks powerful character. Uh, played, he played played the right hand side of two centre halves didn't he against Sheffield United he looked well a few times he, he carried the ball past their strikers I think he carried it past midfield a few times was he, he was quite confident with the with the ball at his feet and I think it's just important that they quickly can develop them relationships and work out who's playing where because we didn't look too strong at the back against Sheffield United but that could come down to all changes that we made towards he was, he was a, I suppose you could say an inexperienced back four wasn't it there was only Williams Ben Williams that had any sort of game time last year and he wasn't that much of a, a regular no. and he was the most experienced one in the back four so I think this was all about getting a bit of experience and in a real game situation against an opposition and I know people didn't like it that are, will always be top five six of the championship or, or Premier League because Sheffield United you know what they did well is they found our weakness and, and, and just went for it and, and I think we caused ourselves some problems but you know we'll talk about that in a, a little while um, the next one this one I'm proper excited about um, again from Leeds because they are feeder club now it's official four year contract was alone at Doncaster last year player of the season made 53 appearances last season that's hell of a season but obviously they had the playoffs as well uh, scored 16 goal Malik Wilkes beat. signing so far the signing so far yeah, most exciting for me most promising and we saw him last year in a Doncaster shirt and he just he ran it for Doncaster and he were he were causing us problems when we went there um, Dan that I think he went right hand side is he right winger and he's got an eye just to get past players and then put a good ball into the box or even take it on himself he's a confident young lad and that's what we need I think Dan and we've got proper wingers like last year we didn't have that yeah. and we still we still managed to do well so it's really interesting I think that is one of the signings so far I've got an exclusive on Mally Wilts if you want it from this morning's press conference oh go on, go on. Go on. McGeehan said that he is the best singer in the team you oh. know because they all have to have a bit of a sing song yeah they have, to, they have to do a song in front of everybody yeah. when they first sign don't they apparently Mally Wilts can knock a tune out Oh, we'll have to YouTube that. The and we'll, we'll post it. words of uh, Pete Postle for it. Yeah. <laughs> he can't have knock a tune out. Um, the next one, which I didn't write down because I did this list for our show before he signed. Um, 
the person I re- refer to on Saturday as our very own Eden Hazard, not only because he looked like it, I think he built like it, plays a little bit like it, but maybe not at that level. Uh, Colour Chaplin. Now, lads, last oh no, it was this January, we did the um, uh, the charity evening at the uh, the local theatre here, and we spoke to Gold Jager and I, then CEO, and the question we asked him was, what is the one transfer that we missed out on that you regret most? And he said, Colour Chaplin. So Barnsley's got the man then, Chris. What did you make of him on Saturday? He looked well, didn't he? Uh, I'm glad I didn't have his legs the day after because, geez, he covered some ground. Um, I think he suits Stendhal's game perfectly. Very good at closing down. I don't know if Kyle noticed, or yourself, Kyle, uh, come towards back in the game and a lot of interchanging of forwards between Wilkes and Chaplin and Woodrow. A lot of movement yeah. there. I think it's going to be quite a potent attack with, uh, with Chaplin, Wilkes, either side of Woodrow. It's going to yeah. be interesting. He did look like that. It looked like... Sometimes it'd be Woodrow that I'd drop a bit deeper mm. and then it'd be Chaplin next time, then Wilts that time. I think it's good to... Forward is the word, yeah. Kyle. That's forward. it. That's what I'm looking for. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and obviously, of the players that remained, um, I think we saw that Corley Woodrow has not lost any of the you know skill that he had before the summer break. Um, is he going to be the key player for us, do you reckon, this season? I Kyle? think so, yeah, definitely. And he's, he's always had potential when he were at Fulham he, himself. He's never not been a championship player. You know, he's been out on loan a few times, but he just he, he couldn't break into that Fulham team with, obviously, the squad that they've got. I think he could get more than double figures this season. I think he could be the main man. More than double figures? I think if he gets oh, fifth, that's that's bad. That no, it's not more than double figures. <laughs> That'd be hundred and one. Double, double more than double figures. It could be ten. Ten double figures, isn't it? No, oh, there we go. Yeah, one. I think uh, <laughs> I think if he gets fifteen. I think we'll be there or thereabouts, won't yeah. we? Mm. We'll be there. It'll be interesting because last season he didn't start well November because obviously he got injured in, in the medical um, and and got eighteen season did he or something? Wow, uh, seven eight. That's a total of 80. Oh. We can tell us the first I show back, aren't we? I we don't argue 70. yet because we're just so happy to see each other again. I think <laughs> it's seven in league or all competition. I think it's 17 each. It's um, a bit more. We'll see. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll, t- we'll talk some more about the players. I think for now, we'll, uh, we'll have a look at the team sheet from Saturday because, you know what, well, everything's just changing, isn't it?
Nothing wrong with a bit of keen on a Thursday afternoon with everything is changing. Um, what did change is that we lost on Saturday, which we're not used to. Um, I know it's only a friendly and we shouldn't read too much into it. Um, although doom and gloom, some people that were leaving the state, we'd already been relegated, you know, and some of these players we should have never bought them, but leave them to their own devices. Um, as a game then, Kyle, how did you, uh, what did you make of it? I didn't think we played that bad. It definitely went a 4-1 sort of scoreline. I think we more than held us on at times. But then I think you said earlier, Sheffield United, or you said earlier, they just they found our weaknesses and, and went for it, and it just seemed a bit all too easy sometimes for some of them goals. Um, like we said, it's a friendly. We were probably testing back line and everything. Midfield, again, we don't know who's going to be starting. Would it be Tiam who came on? Could it be uh, Mellet Wilkes who starts on right-hand side instead? Who's going to be up front? So I wouldn't read too much into it. I'm excited for this season. It's a friendly, that's it. Yeah. Will we are the reason for our own downfall almost, Chris, do you reckon? Because I, I remember that at least one or two of the goals came where we sort of appealed for a free kick that wasn't given and rather than getting up and chasing the ball, people surrounding the referees and things and Sheffield United played to the whistle and got two goals from situations where we one came from our own free kick. Yeah, I think at times we probably got caught out in areas which last season we wouldn't have been caught out in. And if so, if we did get caught out, did they actually punish us for it? Probably not. You're talking about a top championship team, and that's why they're in Premiership now. You know, they were clinical, weren't they? And like you said earlier, Carlo, they found us at weaknesses, they exploited them, they got behind fullbacks, and, and, and were very clinical when they got the chances. So I don't think we'll come up against anybody better than that this year. Well. We've got Fulham <laughs> on Saturday. Um, I did an interview yesterday for one of the Fulham sides, uh, and they said, "Are you, uh, you know, are you happy? You know, excited for the new season?" And I was, and I am, I am, I really, really am. I was a bit downhearted that that was the first game of the season. I love the fact that we're at home. It's just this Fulham. I mean, Fulham to me are the top three, and I probably back them for automatic promotion. Kyle, with the people that they've bought, in fact. 
I heard John, Chris with the people they've bought hmm. it's got 2 3 nil written all over it hasn't it to them to Fulham yeah well, the people well, that's that what they said yesterday on the radio. Is it? <laughs> well, that's interesting, isn't it? No, and uh, again, that could be used as a uh, as a strength for us this season, couldn't it? He's a weird one, ain't because everybody's predicting Barnsley's going to get be uh, quite heavily on Saturday. Uh, all the bookmakers have Barnsley. Uh, oh, rock, yeah, we're relegated already, according to Lap Brooks and rock everybody bottom. else. Yeah, but let's be right about it. We're, we're massive Barnsley fans. We follow them home away. We follow them as much as we can. Do we actually know what we're going to expect on Saturday? We have no idea because this is an unknown bunch of players, isn't it? And, it, and there's so many different things that, you know, we, we just we just don't know what, what we're going to get yet. Yeah. But that could work to our advantage. Um, Kyle, the people from the um, Fulham podcast said to me that um, our defence will have to be one of the, the stronger ones in, 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 in the league because of their forward-going players. They identified their defence as a weak point. Better than Alfie Morse is <laughs> in the centre mm-hmm. of that defence. I know it's, it's it's early days and we've only sort of had that one friendly at home where we could look. Have we got... Is, is the balance right, do you reckon, between, you know, we've got a group of defenders and once he finds his back four, they'll be all right in this in this, um, in this this league and forward we've got options as well. Do, do you see that or do you feel that maybe we still need strengthening here or there? No, I think obviously we've signed these players. Some players we know that they've got pedigree. Some players are just not proven at the moment. And... Um, it, I mean, we've got January at transfer window. If it doesn't quite work out, I think that's. But at the minute, I think we've brought in. Pl- we've brought plenty of players, and it's probably. Is it about ten players we've brought ten, in? Ten. Uh, yeah, ten. Yeah, uh, Chaplin was ten. and then goalkeeping coach yeah. Kevin Pilkington was number eleven, but that's staff more than yeah. possibly one or two more coming in. By the way, yeah, we heard there was the rumor today. Tom Pierce, uh, young defender at Leeds, not getting a look in. Funny how they said they're looking for a left back, aren't they? Did they say it in the press conference today? Looking yeah, for a left back. Yeah. Tom Pierce happens to play left back. <laughs> um, now they said there was interest earlier in the season, but then it had gone really, really quiet. You've got some on Twitter and other social media that know what they're talking about, and you've got the Alan Nixons of this world that think they do but I haven't got a clue to say he works for the paper there's that other one as well that just keeps making things up I'm not even well, the, these new accounts keep popping up and these kids are 12, 13 you know to get 50, 60 followers it's like when people make fake accounts why you know, why would you um, Chris would you like to see anybody else coming in or do you say actually I think as a team there's competition for places in every single position and we've you know we've got a mixture of younger players i.e. your um, like your Thomas that it, you know he just didn't get a chance elsewhere mm. and we've got some other ones that play plenty of league games and are ready for the step up or do you say no I think we need strengthening in certain positions I know that Dale stated this morning in press conference that if this were to be the side and we weren't to sign anybody else that him and Daniel would be happy more than happy with the side we got which you'd hope so because a recruitment team that recruited 10 players you'd hope that they'd be the mm. 10 that we want really um, if we bring somebody else in it's a bonus isn't it uh, I can't see any outgoings other than Possibly key for maybe, but that's all, we don't know if that's all small. I know there's not been an official bid yet. Yeah, um, he, in, the, in the press today he says he's not looking to sell, but that doesn't say he's not going, does well, it? Well, we're bound, aren't they? And the if the price is right, we can reinvest that money elsewhere. Why keep somebody? You know, when I turn up at that game, I want to be at Barnes. I want to watch Barnes. I come to this podcast, to, uh, this radio with you, and because I want to be here. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be at the uh, uh, on Saturday. I'll be at the game with you two. And we'll be at the, the fan zone because I want to be there. Yeah. I don't want to go and watch players that don't want to be there. Nah, that's true. Uh, the good thing is, I suppose, Kyle, that the board promised us when players left, it would be reinvested into the squad. And we can't deny that the money raised from the sale from probably Lindsay and Pinnock more than anybody else because Davies obviously his contract finished. Uh, that has been 
reinvested. Uh, wisely, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously we've just got to trust our recruitment process, and we've done it past. You've seen what they've brought out, and why not trust them? And that money clearly has gone back into the club, and that's mm. a, a good thing. And it's a good thing that the owners are sticking to what they came into originally in part. Yeah, so uh, we'll round off the segment then around Fulham. I need a score prediction then. Chris? Oh, Fulham. 1 um, 0, Barnsley. 90th minute, Mads Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, three ones Fulham. Uh, oh, I, Kyle, I just <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 their quality is their proven Premier League quality. We still got players we need to see. We don't know what we're expecting. Like mm. we said, we've not a clue. No, we don't. Uh, I'll go back to what I said last uh, yesterday evening on on the show for Fulham. Um, my heart says I think we, we can get a draw and I think that'll be a good result for us and yeah, it keeps it on reason on and run going. My head says, Carlo, wake up you know. But it might not be it, it so my head said they are two one. So mixed isn't it? And I suppose we have to remember as well that they've brought players in that and whilst they've played some friendlies, some of their fans are not really happy with their defence and still wondering what is the best. They've got injuries as well. So be interesting, nothing else. A quick mention again, the fan zone opens in the oh. East End Car Park. Official opening at twelve and then from one o'clock Dave Cooper, who we all know, uh, will be comparing the sort of like an official ceremony. But at half one Three likely lads. That'll be us. Oh. Um, take to the stage. So, um, I'm excited. Are you, excited, still, are you still singing Delilah, Chris? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, bring, I might bring my ukulele as well and uh, we'll knock a tune out, can't we, Kyle? Yeah, why not? I suppose um, we'll, we'll be uh, looking at the match and looking ahead of the season. And if, if you're listening live or on the podcast, um, one of the, the, the questions we will be going through us three is which three teams do you think will challenge for promotion this season so if you want to get involved we'll read some out while we're on the stage mm-hmm. who knows they might be in the audience they can see we're real people um, so yeah if, uh, if, you, if you tweet us at, uh, at the Reds Report underscore uh, which three teams do you think uh, will, uh, will be challenging for promotion and I think the overall agreement in the studio here that Fulham is probably one of those isn't it yeah. mm. until Saturday well until mm-hmm. Saturday when they, have a, they lose 3-0 at Oakwell it's a bit like Oxford last year isn't it when Oxford was saying oh Oxford will be really well. 4 0. Bang. Thanks. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the women's team. Uh, all sorts of transformations on social media, new name, new players. And we've also got an interview with Chris Hamilton. So we'll play some music and we'll be back in 3 minutes and 35 seconds precisely. <laughs> Looks just like them girls in vogue I love the way she plays it cool I think that she is beautiful She's so lovely 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 She's pretty A fitzy She's got a boyfriend though And that's a pity She's flirty, turned 30 Ain't that the age a girl gets really dirty? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know How we'll make it through this I don't know, I don't know, I don't know I love the way she bites her lip I love the way she shakes them hips I love the way she makes me drool I think that she is beautiful 
Chris Hamilton is uh, very used to scouting for girls. She's so lovely here on the vibe. Um, you're listening to the Retro Report, and going forward in uh, in the season, we'll have uh, a section of the show dedicated to the uh, Barnsley women's team. Chris, when I say you've been getting close to him, I don't mean like that because I know people are saying, uh, that "Chris, no wonder he signed up for that show." Have <laughs> <laughs> um, getting close to Chris Hamilton? <laughs> Fantastic season last season. To say they were written off, you know, listen, the story was the season before stayed up on goal difference. Last season, fantastic. Got to the cup final, beat a team that they lost against. I think they finished fourth in the league. Yeah, finished fourth, fourth in the league. Final. Cup final, they beat Huddersfield, which had a league above them. Um, so expectations, I suppose, aren't there for the, for the women's team this, yeah, uh, this right, season? I'm rightfully so, you know. Um, uh, the CEO has done a great job there. He's brought in some great staff. Uh, Chris Hamilton is a, an incredible bloke. He's, he's highly intelligent. He's very motivated. And uh, are you saying uh, that because he's listening? No, I met. <laughs> I met you in an interview with me earlier. I said I think I said to him that I'd like to play for him at some point, but I don't think uh, that's <laughs> ever going to happen, really. Uh, but no, and then British operations. So you could be called Christina if you want. <laughs> and, uh, he's got uh, his assistants. Uh, both his assistants are really good. Uh, you know, they the, the know the game effectively, and, and they're so hard working. And 
you know, they're bearing the fruits now, aren't they, for all the labour and, and rightfully so. You'd hope that I think they bring they brought a few players in this season to add to what they've got. Uh, it's kept core squad together and yeah, they're looking up really. Yeah, I, I have to be honest because the college is sort of still shut. Um, Lee, sort of station manager, normally helps us out with all these little bits. So, Chris, you sent me last night all the audio files, didn't you, for all I the did. interviews you've done? Yeah, and then uh, I came home from work today and a little bit of time thought, all oh, right, I'll clip him. I think I've clipped it, okay. but if I haven't, you'll still hear Chris dialing the number yes. and saying, hey, up, mate, it's me, yeah. Chris, from Red's Report. <laughs> yeah, I need to licorice afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, actually, it breaks off at the end. I think you, you pressed your button to stop recording, just as, as you said, oh, cheers, mate, or whatever. But no matter. Better. We've got a few interviews, haven't we, recorded? Yeah, Josh so on, on the podcast that will come out, I've got a cricket match after this, watching, daughter. Um, so I'll not be home while later on. I'll try and upload it tonight. Uh, the good thing is that this season, if you're listen to the podcast there's bonus features there's nothing you can win but there's just extra interviews yeah the interview with Josh Whale Josh Whale we've got BFC Phil Hall, stats on there BFC stats on there with Andy yeah Andy's good Andy's um, top. And, and, and we've got the uh, the fan as well we've got a fan view on there so Ollie so it's all there and Ollie. the um, going forward this season again the podcast is sponsored by Webmart again so um, thank you very very much I'm for right, your sponsorship I'm right in thinking that they're going to be at the end of the show on the podcast and is that where they're going to be at so the, the show will yeah, finish. Yeah, so the, the, it'll be the show, and then when the show finishes, there's the the extra fi- the extra features so will be right at the end. Off, then they need to they need to stay tuned listen, into the podcast. The best thing is just to listen again, so you, you get what we're talking about, and then stay <laughs> listening for the extra juice. So this is what happened uh, when uh, our very own Chris Ridyard dialed in his mobile the number for Chris Hamilton. Hello, hello, Chris. How are you doing, okay? Oh, yeah, it's Chris from the Reds Report. I'm currently speaking to manager of Barnsley Women's Football Club, Chris Hamilton. How are you doing, Chris? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm okay. How's things? Oh, good, good. Have you had a, a good summer, a good break? A busy summer. It's never a break. <laughs> what have you been so busy doing, Chris? Um, just, I think, for maybe three or four weeks before the season ends, you're already prepping for the pre-season and players that you want to keep and players that you're kind of looking at bringing in so um, I haven't really managed to stop so um, but we're in a good position now so it's um, yeah it's looking good So although you've been it's been a busy summer you feel like it's been a successful summer? Well I, I feel so but um, obviously nothing nothing uh, is won in pre-season so we just need to wait now until the season starts on the 18th and kind of take what we've been doing in pre-season into that first game so um, last season we won every single pre-season game and we got beat the first three games of the season so I think we've learnt our lessons from that um, not getting too excited even though we're looking good and um, just ready for the Newcastle game now first game of the season Yep so you mentioned that signings and stuff were part of, uh, part of your summer can you uh, yeah. give me a list of new signings, what we're expected to see from them, why you've brought them in kind of thing? Yeah, well, f- first of all, I think the most important thing for us was to keep who we wanted to keep. Um, yeah. And we managed to do that. We managed to keep the, f- the 15 that we wanted um, and they all basically agreed to, to stay um, straight away, which was really good for us because obviously other clubs from higher leagues will would be interested in them and... Um, it was it was kind of a, a good boost for us as a staff and as a club that these players want to stay with us and can see where we're trying to go. So it was good to keep them 15 there. Um, had to have a couple of hard conversations with players and tell them that the playing time would be limited um, and they'd either need to kind of move down to the reserve side of things or 
move on. Um, I'm never going to lie to the players and, and kind of kid them on so that they stay at the club. I'd rather be honest with them. Um, and we've done that. So we've lost a few. Um, but the ones we wanted to keep and kind of think we can take us to the next level, we've kept. Um, and we've managed to bring four really good players in. So we've got Bethan Davies, who, um, a goalkeeper who is one position we, we really wanted to kind of strengthen and um, is massive in, in our league, especially as having that strong goalkeeper. Um, so we've managed to bring her in. She had offers from a championship club um, and two offers from the teams uh, in leagues above us, which which is really good for us. Again, she's decided to come to us and and then committed to us after even seeing them other clubs. So that that was a big bonus for us. She, she's coming in um, and we brought a couple in from Sheffield United kind of development side. Um, and, and one of them players who really had a bit of experience for us in there, Jordan Spur. Um, and then we signed um, a good young centre-half as well from Sheffield FC. So... I think we're looking we're looking quite strong. Yeah, it sounds so. I mean, obviously, you've had those difficult conversations and those players have moved on. In terms of bringing people in and uh, and, and keeping the the core of the of the team together, I'm assuming that's not that weren't difficult for you. I mean, to be honest, Chris, I think I'd want to like to come and play for you at some point. I mean, it appears that the club it, it, in its shape is it, brilliant from top to bottom. I'm sure it wasn't hard to sell them sell it to them. No, I mean, I mean, I think the main thing for us is that we're honest with them and, and tell them um, the, the difference between this season and last season is now I'm going to be able to look at the bench and think I've got players here that can kind of change the game for us here. Yep. Whereas last season we're kind of having to think on our feet and that wasn't being disrespectful to the players that were on the bench. It's just that we're in a really strong position now. Last season we were maybe looking at the bench thinking I'm going to have to just change the shape rather than put a sub on. Whereas now... Um, we can bring players on that can make a difference um, and then that brings problems and then they're probably on the, these players could probably go to other teams and play every week yeah. so that brings other problems so it's weighing up that kind of happy medium of, of getting a good squad and a, a good bond which we've always had and, and that will continue to grow now um, that's probably the main thing for us so having the consistency of last season in terms of yourself and, and your coaching staff that you've got around you um, and obviously yeah. the, the core girls that you've kept together, and, and adding to that, uh, hopes and fears for this season. Where, where do you think? Where do we think we will lie in terms of where do we think we might be sitting come the end of the season? Um, well, we always want to do better than the season before. Um, but what we want to do, we don't really want to go public of what we want to do. Cause I've seen teams in pre-season doing that already, saying that they want to go and win the league and they want to do this and that. I'm going to just let them get on with that. Um, set their targets out for everybody to know and, and put themselves out there as title challengers and um, we know what we want to do, we've set points targets, we've set win targets and we've set individual targets for the players yeah. um, and if, if all them players individually hit them targets then we'll be where we want to be at the end of the season because um, within our squad we've definitely got bags of ability and a great team bond so I'm confident we'll do better than what we did last season let's say that's brilliant to hear, yeah, Chris, and I, I'm confident as well. I think uh, a lot of town have a uh, belief in you at this minute in time. We're really looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting season. So, when is the big kickoff? When's the first home game? Um, so we go away to Newcastle United on the first day of the season. That's obviously a hard start for us to travel there, and then we've got West Brom away the weekend after. So it'll be the kind of 
start of September before we're at home. Right, so two, two away um, games off, off the bounce then, is it? Yeah, one of the West Brom in the Cup um, and obviously Newcastle in the league first day of the season. Yeah. Um, they, they'll be up there as well, Newcastle, so that, that's a hard game for us to start with, but one that we'll, we'll go and take on and enjoy. Yeah, I'm sure you will. No, uh, thank you very much for making time to, to join us tonight, Chris. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll be coming to watch you, no doubt, numerous times this season. Uh, and we wish you all the best from Red Report. Good luck with everything. Cheers for that, Chris. Just let us know when you're coming down and we'll, we'll save you a seat, all right? <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be brilliant. No, we'll be there, Chris. We've been a busy summer just like yourself. But yeah, we'll be, we'll be making some, uh, some uh, appearances, no doubt.
Report on The Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Bit of a guilty pleasure, that, isn't it? Everybody loves a bit of Lewis Capaldi on a Thursday afternoon. Right, then. Um, time for the serious business now, I suppose. Um, I want us to look at three things um, quickly, because we've got much long left. First of all, might as well start. Chris, three teams to watch this season for you, Championship which three teams to you or for you th- do you think will challenge for those two spots? Fulham, West Brom. Mm, I can't wait on them two really. It's gonna be t- I think rest. I think them two will leave people for dead. Okay. I think West Brom's got Slavon Bilic, haven't they? The cap, uh, the manager. The manager, now, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle you're nodding as in to say, uh, uh, no, no, no. Computer I, says no. I think Fulham. I agree with Fulham. I think we all agree with Fulham. But I think Leeds, I think their squad, if they're not going to challenge with that... Even though we've got all their players now. Oh, I didn't, rea- <laughs> didn't realise we were allowed to say that. Sure, Kyle. Um, you're making me feel ill. Forrest still surprised, surprised a few this season as well. Well, it's interesting that, because I'm going for Fulham, Brentford and Leeds. Oh, I like Brentford to be up there. That would be nice. Just I because they've got it. Ethan Pinnock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's centre-back partnership. Uh, yeah. So, that aside then, realistically... Kyle, you first. Realistically, where do you think Barnsley could finish? Not not should, because we got. Where do you think? Looking at the squad and everything we've got, looking at the league, people saying I'll take fifth from bottom, and and you might do, but then it, it will always be a struggle, won't it, to improve? We've brought all these players in. There'll be some sort of expectation to stay in the league, but I don't think it'll be fifth from bottom. What do you think is a realistic expectation for this uh, for this team in this league? For this team in this season, I think. Comfortable mid-table, so around 15th. I like him, that's exactly what I said. I, th- I think that is our realistic aim, I think, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be thinking, oh, let's try and just scrape surviving. That's not mentality you want, and I think mm. players will be thinking that, taking that into games, because a lot of games are going to be underdogs to a lot of people. Will always be, yeah. Yeah, so why not take that in and just go for it? We'll play Carlisle in the Carabao Cup, we'll still be underdogs, won't we? You know what I mean, Steph? Chris? I agree for with Kyle, exactly what you're saying. You, you aim for the moon, don't you? And if mm. you land among the stars, you do. Oh, we, look at you, is that above <laughs> your bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to aim to win it, and uh, if we end up finishing uh, fourth from bottom, then uh, so be it. Right, Chris, then, while you're on, um, give me three teams that you think we should be above. Or the three teams you think will struggle this season? Oh my season. goodness, I might upset some friends here. That's all right. Wigan. We'll finish above Wigan. Yeah. Our, uh, <laughs> our regular listener every week, uh, Andy Carey, won't like that one. Uh, yeah, we'll be above Wigan. Uh, I believe we'll be above Charlton, I hope. I don't think QPR are very good, are they? No. Possibly QPR. I'll, yeah, because I'll, I don't want to listen to yours. Mine, uh, Wigan. QPR child I think we'll beat Luton as well I think Luton were riding on the crest of a wave I know they've had some half decent sort of signings but I don't think quality wise they've, they've got what we've got um, and it was I don't know I, and that's why I think they, you'll find them in the bottom scrapping for it and we'll be mm. you know 15th 16th I hope so Kyle I've got uh, Charlton Reading and Millwall I right, think yeah. Millwall last season didn't do enough. I think it's the fact of Rotherham's form going downwards, and uh, I just can't see them surviving. They've lost uh, Lee Gregory to Stoke. Yep. Morrison's mm. dropped down to League. They'll have Bretshaw now because obviously Top Bretshaw went, got injured, and never really featured. McCarthy. McCarthy's there. McCarthy yeah. signed for him. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old boy's got. So we'll have quite a few teams coming to Oakwell this season with old bars. Scowan. We've got Scowan at QPR. QPR. We've got Roberts at Birmingham. 
Um, obviously, we've got uh, Pinnock coming back. Davis. Yeah. yeah. It'll be, inter- be interesting, won't it? So, we know that. Closing the show, then. Um, I'll listen back to this tonight, and I'll write it down so we don't forget. Get your phone out. Do it now, because I'll forget. Um, Chris, player of the season. Collier Woodrow. Okay. And leading goal scorer. Right. Um, Alex Mowat. I think this is his season to just grab it by a scruff at night. I'm going for Malik Wells. <laughs> so, yeah, three different. Th- Wells, yeah. yeah. So, interesting. So, we'll write them down. Um, the three key players in our, in our chance I, I think so. Decent season. And, and if you want to play along at home, you can. It doesn't cost anything. Um, send, a, send us a tweet with who, where do you think Barnsley will finish in the league? We'll tweet this out later on when I'm back from cricket um, and I've had something to eat. Um, where do you think Barnsley will finish in the league? Which three teams do you think uh, should fear for their safety in this uh, in this campaign? And also, which uh, w- which player will be uh, crowned as player of the season? Well, that's that's it. First show done. It's good, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Good to be back. That fluid, isn't it? You're all right because college is still off, isn't it, for the next four weeks or yeah, so? Yeah, still four weeks. Working now, working man. <laughs> have I got nine to five by Dolly Parton? No, I haven't. No, I've got play field. We'll see everybody at half one in the fan zone we on will. stage. Oh, we can't wait to see everybody. No, definitely. Exciting. Should be really good. Fantastic. Get behind it. Get behind the club. Get behind the players. Spend a bit of money. Spend a bit of money. I'll listen to the podcast. And. Uh, We'll be back next week on Thursday, live at five on The Vibe. When the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold. When your dreams all fail and the ones we hail are the worst of all and the bloods run stale. Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Yeah, good, thank you. Just giving you a quick bell to catch up before we start at season. How are you feeling about it all? Oh, I'm excited, but filled with trepidation, to be honest. Um, you know, last time we were in Championship, it uh, it didn't go very well, did it? So, no. yeah, I'm looking forward to it starting and seeing how good we are, you know, next first few games. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. I know I know that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a bit of a roller coaster last time. Let's hope it's... Uh, we feel we're a bit more, uh, I don't know, joy but come end of season than we were last time. Uh, everybody's got lots of opinions on football. Everybody's got lots of opinions on Barnsley. I know you have got a lot of opinion, but you have also got a lot of stats. And stats uh, are quite a pivotal point at game at this minute in time, especially so with Barnsley. Um, 
regarding start at season and Andy, have you got all interesting to tell us about stats? Tell us some numbers. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I thought I'd start off um, with a few stats about um Fulham. Um and times that we've that we've played Fulham. Um I've got six uh, stats for you on Fulham. Brilliant. And then I've also got six about the uh, opening game of the season. Brilliant. Um so we'll start off with uh, with Fulham then. So uh, obviously Fulham have had more success than we have uh, recently. Uh, but actually, if you look at the uh, the games we've played against them, we actually hold the uh, the upper hand. We've played them 80 times, all in league competition, never met in the cup before. And we've actually got 31 wins uh, against their 26 wins. Wow. So we do hold the upper hand against Fulham in terms of, you know, beating them. So what you're saying, Andy, is, um, what you're saying, Andy, is we're going to win on Saturday. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Let me just get that right. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love to go that far. I'd love to go that far and say that, but I'm not going to commit to that just yet. <laughs> go on, then. What else having you got? Said that, having said that, the biggest win against Fulham, uh, I found out, is uh, six mil, and that was uh, well. We have to go back a long way to find that one. That was 1947. How many? Nineteen oh seven. Nineteen oh seven, over a hundred years ago. Yeah, I, I reckon, so, I reckon uh, Phil, Phil might have been there for that one. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> you might be in trouble. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, might let me off. <laughs> I hope so, mate. I hope so for your sake. Yeah, we uh, we scored three goals in each half, and uh, George Reeves uh, scored a hat trick. He also missed a penalty, so he could have actually scored four. Um, this is the guy that wasn't even with us for a year uh, because he was so so good in front of goal. He scored 27 goals in only 30 appearances for us. Wow! And that's actually the the highest goals per game of any Reds player to make that many appearances for us. He was he was absolutely brilliant, a brilliant yeah, player. Sounds up. Um, but as as is often the case with us, the the, the best of the players are not very, with us very long. No. Um, for a bit of balance, I've, I've looked up the biggest defeat as well, and that's a 6 1 defeat at Craven Cottage. Um, that's interesting. That's, well, uh, Robledo scored. George Robledo scored the only goal for us uh, with about 20 minutes to go, but that made it 5 1, and then Fulham sort of finished us off with another one and made it 6 1. Um, this is particularly interesting, this one, Chris. Yeah, uh, people might be falling asleep at the minute, but this one's a good one, I promise you. <laughs> so, the highest scoring game between us and Fulham is an eight-four win to Barnsley. Wow, that was in January nineteen twenty-eight. If you can imagine a game like that, and that's actually our highest scoring game ever when you consider both teams' goals. We've had twelve goals in that one game, and that's the most in any Barnsley game. So, from, uh, from we were from... leading. So from the Fulham stats, uh, what you're telling me is Barnsley's going to win and there's going to be loads of goals. So it's probably like 12 8 or something, Andy. Is that about right? I don't know about Barnsley going to win. You keep trying to pin me down on that one. I'm not, <laughs> not going to commit to that one. But I, I think it's safe to say we can accept goals. Yeah, yeah. Right, so moving uh, on to. We're one at half time on that one. Really? Um, and and Frank Eaton got four goals in that one. So moving on to Barnsley um, at the beginning of the season then, what kind of stats have we got for them? Right. Well, as you're probably already aware, uh, we're about to embark on the 76th 
second tier campaign in English football, and that is a record. Right. Uh, uh, it represents represents 68% of our 111 football league campaigns, if you include the uh, the upcoming season. And the nearest to us in that respect is Leicester. They're on 62 seasons, and we're on 76. Wow. So if you if you subscribe to the logic that you belong in the division you've spent the most seasons in, which is something that a couple of the teams not too far from us in this division like to do, as we know, <laughs> uh, then then nobody nobody belongs in the championship more than Barnsley Football Club. But I think I'm I'm preaching to the choir on that one because obviously all our listeners know that. Um, I like the it. last time the last time we actually opened the championship campaign at Oakwell, do you remember when that was? Uh, two, uh, no, struggling, Andy. 2007. Go on. 2013. 13. 2013. Go on. Yeah, we played played opposition that had just been relegated, uh, just like this season, with Wigan, and we lost 4-0. Do you remember that now? Yeah, apparently we never recovered from that, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Something we'd rather forget, obviously. Yes, yes. Uh, on, to, uh, on to better things. The uh, the biggest win on opening day is 4-0. Obviously, we achieved that last season, but we've also achieved it before. Uh, Rochdale at Oakwell in 1977 and uh, 1981 uh, against Shrewsbury Town. Yep. Uh, none of our players have ever scored a hat-trick on the opening day, but we've definitely had more than our fair share scored against us. Most recently, uh, I'm thinking Grant Ward in 2016 for Ipswich Town. Yes. Um, Sam Parkin in, uh, in 2002, Swindon Town, and Clive Mendonca for Charlton in 1999. Oh, oh, oh. Do, you, do you got that? You got that part of that? Yeah, just. Yeah, just. I remember having a, <laughs> I had a Barnsley shirt then. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now, unbelievable. The uh, the, uh, the most goals on opening day. Uh, in a Barnsley match uh, for the league campaign anyway is uh, is seven and that happens to be our heaviest defeat too uh, which is 7-0 for Derby in 1914 that's our heaviest uh, defeat on opening day um, we also lost 5-2 to Port Vale in 1930 and then 4-3 to uh, both Bradford Park Avenue in 1937 and Crystal Palace in 1995 both of those games after actually going in front in the first place Right. So there's some mixed things. There's some mixed things about opening deck, but I'm I'm going to remain quietly confident. I'm not going to say we're going to win, but I'm I'm going to say there'll be plenty of goals. I'm going to go for a two-two draw if you're going to pin me down for a prediction. Oh, we're there. I finally got one out here. Two-two. That sounds <laughs> good. Yeah. No, I'll take that. We'll take a point now. I think. Definitely, definitely, because it's it's some tough opposition. You know, they've got some cracking players. Um, you know, and even though they, they had a tough time in the uh, the Premier League last season, you do expect them to hit the ground running with the quality that they've got. Yes, yes, believe so. Andy, once again, thank you very much for your time. Some brilliant stats there. Uh, I know you're on Twitter. What's your uh, Twitter handle? Yeah, it's uh, at BFC Stats. Brilliant. So give Andy a follow there. Thank you very much for joining us, Andy, today. Uh, we'll have you in studio at some point this season. Uh, we'll try and catch you up. All right. Absolute pleasure, Chris. Thank you. All right, Andy. See you later, mate. Have a nice evening. Ta-ra, buddy. Bye-bye.
Chris, how are you, Paul? Hey, up, Josh, you all right? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, yeah. you're speaking to Red's report, you've had a busy day? Yeah, always busy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, congratulations on your result uh, last month. How are you feeling about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 it was brilliant. I, I don't think I could have wished for it to go any better. Uh, my first fight with Dennis Hobson to, to win it first round, yeah, it, was, uh, it was brilliant. You made it look very easy, but uh, I have no doubt that uh, you worked incredibly hard to get to that point. So that brings us on to Barnsley in terms of preparation for this season. I know you've not seen yeah. much of them because you're training, you're teaching, you're here, there and everywhere. But what you have yeah. seen them from them, are you impressed? Yeah, I think we'll have a, another good season. I think, um, I think he's got them all, well, all what, what seems to be gelling well. I know a lot, a lot's gone out and a, lot, a lot's come in, but he's a... He's, uh, He's a good manager. I think he'll uh, he'll get ball gelling again. And how important is it, Josh, for that preparation to be good? Obviously, you can uh, you can draw a lot of lines to what you do in, in terms of your job, can't you? From that, yeah, definitely. I mean, pre- pre- preparation is key. I mean, you've, you've got to uh, you've got to go through every every bit of uh, every bit of training, and I'm sure that they all be doing that. They, they seem to be working hard. And, You've got to do it as an athlete, whatever sport is it, at an high level, you've got, you've got to work extremely hard at whatever you're doing. So in terms of Daniel Stenner now, Josh, uh, mm. is he a better coach than your dad? <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody would ever be better than my dad because he's made me, Annie. Well, that's a good answer, Josh, it's a good answer. Yeah. I'll, put you on, I'll put you on the spot there, I'll give you an hard one. So from, yeah, from the yeah. 10 signings that we brought in then, Josh, is there anybody that's caught your eye? Uh, yeah, I think that Matt Danis is a good good uh, defender. He's, he's, he's big and strong. Um, he, he, uh, he's always got a smile on his face, which is good. Uh, yep, yep. I mean, like you. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, he'll, uh, he's, a, he's a big Yuri, so he'll scare a few uh, um, strikers, definitely. I hope so, I hope so. So in terms of your predictions then, Josh, for this season, what, uh, what are you predicting from Barnsley? Um, I, I think if we if we're getting top half at the table, I think we've done well, Palmer. You know, up from that, you just you, you take if it's a good season, get some good wins. I think uh, if we're getting top half at the table, I think we've done incredibly well. What you know, we we could have dreamed of it a couple of years ago. That's what I like about you, Josh. You're always ambitious, and I guess that's why you uh, you've ended up being so successful yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. End end of the day, Paul. If you if you if you're just going to go into the league, just trying to, uh, just trying to, you know, stay alive and go above relegation zone, I think, uh, I think it's completely the wrong attitude to go into it with. Uh, we, we've got to go in confident and we're, uh, we've got to try as best to, to, to be what we can, pal. And uh, I think top half at table, why not? That'll be brilliant. So, in terms of Fulham on Saturday, first game at season, yeah. have you got a scoreline yeah. in your mind? Yeah, I'm going 2-1 Reds. 2-1 um, Reds. Mads Anderson to get yeah. winner. <laughs> yeah, from a corner. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it, Josh. Thank you very much for joining us today, mate. I do appreciate your time, as always. Uh, you've always got support from Reds Report. We'd love to have you in at some point, and uh, we yeah. wish you the best for the future. We look forward to hearing news of your next fight and stuff like that, and we look forward to catching up soon. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for you and team for always supporting me in that part. I'll definitely come in. No, uh, come in a couple of weeks and see you. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Bring your Dempsey along as well. I know we, uh, I know he's got a lot on at the minute, and uh, we we'll, we'll love to support him like we have done you. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, pal. Yeah, no problem. All right, then. See you later, mate. Tira, have a nice evening. Tira. Bye, bye, bye.
Paul, is that all we? It is indeed, yes. Hello, Paul. It's Chris from Red Report speaking. How are you today? All right. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, good, yeah, thank you. Mate. Yeah, I just rung you up for a few, uh, a few of your opinions on uh, this upcoming season. <laughs> Obviously, it's quite exciting. Everybody's building up to uh, to Saturday. How are you feeling? Are you, are you feeling? Uh, are you giddy? I'm, I'm very giddy. Um, <laughs> I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more optimistic um, compared to last time I went up. Um, I just have a bit of apprehension about some of his new signings, but. Given a bit of time, I think we'll think we'll gel over the course of the season. Yeah, I'm assuming you went to the friendly against Sheffield United, did you? Yeah, I, I, I thought we were outclassed in parts, but to fair, there were signs, um, there were signs of cohesion, especially in the back. I think Bamboo looks a fantastic signing. Uh, we've now got a like unbelievable amount of pace and power up top. And yeah, I, I think I think we'll surprise a lot of teams this season. We're going to be a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So in terms of the ten signings that we brought in, then. If you were to name uh, probably most important one this season for us, who do you think that might be? Um, um I think to say, I think the way that Sabonda's a lot of plays, I think getting two keepers that can play out, play out from the back, um, I think that that were important. Um, but I think for me, obviously, we saw how good Wilkes were at Rovers last season. I yeah. think he's he's absolutely pivotal to, to the way that we we play and the way that we move the ball forward. Um, Chaplin, I mean, obviously, Stendhal's been after him for, for a while now. I'm looking forward to see how he fits in. But yeah, it's, and I think even getting Barre, Barre on a permanent, I think that's a massive, that's a massive deal. Yeah, Juan Barre's biggest fan, as you probably know, is, uh, I think, I think he's, I think he's brilliant. He's unbelievable. And he's a great bloke as well, which helps. So in terms yeah. of Fulham then, on, uh, on Saturday, what are we, what do you think would be acceptable? Are we looking for a good performance? Are we looking for a point? What are we looking for? Um, I mean, to be fair, I think, as Mead says, I, th- I think we will lose, but um, I think we'll put a good performances in. I think Hart, I think we'll get a free. Well, Mead says that we'll get we'll get a three 0 win, but I can't see that. But that'd be amazing. As long as the performances performances decent, and um, all, all players that are involved, put like pull on the shirt and they they with pride and they run the blood to water. That's all we can ask for in it for this season. Whether we whether we are good enough or not, obviously that time will tell. But I think that might be a step too far. But I, I, I definitely think we'll get something against Sheffield Wednesday the week after. So if I were to offer you four from bottom now for this season, would you take it? I'd, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I think I think any of us that was the would take it start season with the amount of changes that we've made. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd definitely take that now. So you're thinking a three 0 win Saturday, and then week after Sheffield Wednesday, same again? Yeah, I'd, I. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I'm, I'm, I think I think everyone I think everyone's trying to take that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, for that probably a bit more of a more of a test, obviously away from home. And obviously these boys that I'm, that I'm playing for Bars before, they, they need to know how much this means for the fans. So yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Ollie. I really appreciate your time uh, today. You're on, no worries you're on Twitter, aren't you? Uh, what's what's, am, what's your Twitter handle, Ollie? It's just Ollie Bold. It's, it's B-O-L-D-Y. But Brilliant. So, yeah, just give us a follow, guys, if needs be. Yeah, we'll give you a retweet and, and stuff like that. Thank you very much for being a, a listener to the show. Thank you for your support. And uh, you never know, no th- this season we might we, you might get a chance to come in as a guest because we're always looking for different people and different opinions. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, 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 definitely, we'll definitely like to hear from you again uh, later on in the season. So, spot on. We might bump into you Saturday. Enjoy your day and... Uh, and uh, I hope we can uh, take that point that you keep saying. Oh, all three, hopefully, won't it? <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks so much, guys. No Cheers. worries. See you later, boss. Have a nice evening. ta mate. Bye-bye-bye. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Phil. It's Chris from the Reds Report. You all right? Yeah, not so bad. How are you? Oh, good, thank you. Yeah, you've been a busy man. Well, just a bit. Odds and sobs, you know. As always, as always, you uh, you seem to be busiest man in Barnsley lately, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so this Saturday, how are we feeling? Mm, reasonably confident. I like ready that. Ready for it, that's for sure. I like that. I like, yeah, I think we're all ready. I think we're all chomping a bit, aren't we? So it, oh, yeah. it's been a busy pre-season, obviously, a few outs, ten ins. Uh, you've managed to see squad possibly a few times. How are you thinking? Uh, how are you feeling about it? Do you think uh, it's looking well? Uh, it's looking reasonable. I mean, uh, on Saturday against um, Sheffield United, the defence looked a bit shaky, no two ways about it. Uh, but I think that's just a case of blending and understanding. Because, I mean, the way we placed is, is to pile forward and press. But you can only do that if you've got a solid back four, which we had last season. Uh, and that's going to be the key to this season, I think, getting a settled back four. Y yes, yeah. So in terms of the defence, maybe been a little bit shaky. Uh, looking at the other end of the pitch, the excitement of Connor Chaplin, uh, Corey Woodrow, uh, Mally Wilkes. Uh, are you excited about seeing these players going forward? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've got plenty of pace, plenty of people who, who can score and do score goals. Uh, I was particularly impressed with Malik Wilkes on Saturday. I thought he had an excellent game against United. Yeah, he looked uh, strong, I saw, Yeah, I mean, I, I saw him a few times at uh, Doncaster last season on various games I was covering, and uh, he looked good all last season. Yeah, probably got a good uh, good sign on his hands there then, Phil. So, obviously, yeah, you've, been you've been watching Barnsley for many years, Phil. Uh, many of mums. Uh, I've just been on the phone to Andy, uh, and he says our biggest win uh, at home on the first game of the season was uh, a 6-0 win uh, in 1907. Now, I said that you were there, Phil. Uh, he said you wouldn't have been. You're not that old. He says something, you're only 40. Were you there, Phil? No, I missed it. I had a cold. <laughs> so, can you remember any first game, Phil, that stands out in your head, your, your favourite first game of the season? Uh, I think I, the one that stands out for me is when we um, got promoted back to the old second division championship as it is now, in about 81, I think it was. Right. Uh, and we played, we played Shrewsbury, who at, at the time were a steady, settled second division club. Uh, we funked them 4 0 at all. Well, that, wow. that was a good one. Wow, yeah, we could uh, could do a performance line on Saturday then. Yeah, I'd settle for one nil on Saturday to be honest. But, one uh, one nil, Phil. I'll settle for it, but I prefer a few more. All right, then who's going to score that one? Uh, Corley, I think. If Malik isn't too greedy and passes to him this time, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think Corley might have to shout a little bit louder this season, maybe. Yeah, possibly so. <laughs> Brilliant, Phil. As always, your uh, your thoughts and uh, your experience are uh, welcomed at Reds Report. Thank you very much for your time, uh, and we'll uh, we'll no have problem. you on, we'll have you on the show very soon because uh, obviously your uh, your experience and your uh, knowledge is very valuable to us. We appreciate it very much. No problem. I'll we'll see you on Saturday. You will. We might bump into you. You never know. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, then, Phil. Then. See you later, mate. Have Please. a nice uh, nice evening. Tira, bud. Cheers.
Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile home internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MoFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, UREDS, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 